Welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. Here Welcome we are. What are we reviewing? Top Gun <laughs> 2. Top Gun 2 or Top Maverick. Gun Maverick, which of course is Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell, played by Tom Cruise. Were you a fan of the original? Do you remember the original film? Very, very vaguely. I know I wasn't Take a fan. My breath away. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't ignore the music. It was everywhere. Except Kelly I thought Vigilis. it was some ghost. Ooh. Yeah. There's a very funny skit somewhere online where Quentin Tarantino is trying to talk about the subtext of Top Gun and how it's a, a hot, it's a, it's a, it's a piece, it's a subtextual analysis of homosexuality. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah which I think, to be honest with you, watching some of the scenes in this film, I think. Oh, it's absolutely overt. A lot of homoeroticism going very on. Very much. Well. Um, okay, this is Top Gun Maverick. This has been a long time gestating, and um, uh, tragically, obviously, it was first talked about and mooted around 2010 or thereabouts. And Tony Scott, Ridley Scott's brother, was attached oh, as the director of the original and yes. to direct. Um, and sadly, he committed suicide in Los Angeles. We put it on ice. Uh, Val Kilmer in the interim has been very ill, obviously with cancer and uh, throat cancer. And so he's, uh, I think he's in remission now, but you know, they wanted to get him on board, what have you, and, and obviously Tom Cruise. So it's, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. But what they're calling this in Hollywood is a legacy sequel. And oh, okay. it's opened, it's, it's Tom Cruise's highest grossing opening film of all time. You're kidding. This weekend. Already, it's one of it's it's his biggest, most successful film opening. As it turns out, I've seen it twice. Tom Cruise. Mm. Give us your thoughts on Tom Cruise. He seems a bit balmy, you know, yeah. like whenever I've seen him in real life he's or on couch. He's isn't he? very hyperactive, very grinny. Yeah, I think he should smiley. grin less. Do you? Because he doesn't sort of I never believe him when he grins that much. Yeah. I like him just with a it's smile. A bit... <laughs> yeah, no, it's sort of like he goes into a rictus of, of it's something. A bit insane. It's a bit manic. insane. Yeah. But and I thought this I thought this during the watching of this, but I've thought it before in the past during the Mission Impossible films. Is, yeah. He is, in a world where we're very, very lacking in them, a, a star, a film star. He's actually he's a, one of the last kind what of they call like stars. a matinee idol, yeah, and I mean yeah. you can't say that about many. No, people. No, no, I mean others Despite you could possibly think of with George Clooney, and they've sort of faded yeah, away, haven't they? Yeah. Maybe over the years, he's stayed. Yeah, he has. He and, has. and almost everything he does now, I, I mean, I fully believe because of all the publicity in Mission Impossible, where he did the leap and then broke his leg. Mm. I sort of more or less imagine that he'd be flying that plane himself. Well, I think they were genuinely in planes, for sure. I mean, yeah. I don't think even, I don't even think Tom Cruise could fly a fighter jet. I mean, that would be can. incredibly dangerous, probably but uh, I'm sure he could hang off of one. Yeah. Um, I, if I'm honest, I was not a fan of the first film. It didn't do anything for me. It wasn't no, that I wasn't no, a fan. I just felt nothing. I felt, yeah. no, I just, I, I, I would have Still. seen it. Yeah, it felt very, I don't know. I mean, it's for me, it sits in those sort of films like Beverly Hills Cop, those 80 Fleck, all those films of the 80s. I even get Dirty Dancing vibes because it must have been around the same time as that mm. maybe as well. But it never rocked me. And I think mainly because I've never been into fast cars. So the Fast no. and the Furious has never got me. I've never been into even less so fast aeroplanes. No, I mean, I think same with me. I think you can have an innovative car chase. Planes? Possibly old war movies where there are dog fights and stuff like that. Yeah. That's about the best. Or well, Star Wars, X-Wing fight. fighters and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can do it in space, but even then only so much. So I think... But also, and also, they added to that, Mark, sorry to interrupt, but don't, don't you feel that one of the reasons I didn't feel anything for the first one, and it's the big thing that I don't like about this one, is the sort of overt patriotism, where, you know, every You're time anybody right. sort of almost says America, they cover themselves well, with a flag and play the music. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the mise-en-scene, if you like, the set yeah. design has always got the, you know, the, the red and white stripes. Yeah. It's very patriotic. It's very American. It's set within the in the Air Force, so you've got all of that. You've got lots of, you know, yeah, even, yeah. even the shots of people standing at lecterns and talking 
talking. They're done. They're shot from below. They're looking up. They're sort of leaders. Mm. It's, it, yeah, it's very, it's very male. It's very military. It's very patriotic. And so, yeah, that doesn't really work for me. No, it's so, no, it doesn't work anymore. No, no. And yet, this, does, yet this film does all of that. But um, so yes, yeah, so I coming to this. I wasn't entirely excited. I wasn't having a good day when I saw it. No. Um, and I was hoping it would just kind of escape, but uh, allow me to escape. I did like straight at the beginning of it. You got that. Mm. What is that? <laughs> no, you just got that. And what is that? I swear it's the of Harold Fultonai, who oh. did Axel F for Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, that eighties doyen. Um, the soundtrack was really giving me eighties. Oh, okay, so I found yes. myself dragged back to a moment in the eighties, which, which I thought, oh, I didn't like it back there, but I thought it's quite comfortable. Yes, I feel sort of, you know, safe. Yeah, I feel like I know where I'm at. So it, it, I think, it, yes, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said I liked the soundtrack, but I found I, the good word that you used is comforting. Yeah, yeah I found yeah. it very comforting. Yes, there is something very comforting about it. Yeah. It's very safe. It, yeah. I felt I knew what I was going to get, and it just. Yeah, it was weirdly comfortable. Yeah, it was weirdly yeah. comfortable. Anyway. It, it was a good. There was a. Oh yeah, sorry. We'll get to that. But it was a good beginning, and I always think that's really. What important was the beginning? Oh, Can't it was remember. him trying to go break Mac ten or something. Oh wasn't yes, he was in a plane trying to break Mac ten. Trying and... to establish the rules, but also establishing the prime rule, which is in every film that is in, he is a rule breaker. He's always a rule breaker, but it's always a rule that he's breaking for the better good of man. Of mankind. And he's and always he's... he's always kind of going against authority. But he is. Funny, and even authority around Tom Cruise is kind of going, I'm not too sure of my authority. And they're always looking down on him. They're, they're always <laughs> looking down on him, and then they always look up to wonder if they need to do something about it. And then they look back down on him, and he's always there like this. <laughs> Grinning and bouncing around like an absolute nut job. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a shot of him on a motorbike where he's like that. I know. If you add grinning, He's waving. If you add grinning to G-force, <laughs> there were. I have to say, I was really surprised. I was pleasantly surprised that in some of the shots where they're in, obviously in cockpits, the G-force was so genuine that it was so unflattering. His bags at yeah. times were kind of overwhelming yeah, had, his eyeballs. Yeah. Um, so who else is in this? We've got John Hamm in there, Miles Teller, Jennifer Connolly. Uh, Val Kilmer, Ed Harris. With, and all you ever need to do with Ed Harris is just shoot his head in big close-up with sunlight on it. And tell people this, this isn't a, he's not dead. <laughs> he's quite skeletal-like, he's, he's like, isn't he? Great face. Great voice as well, though. Yeah, and, and, and shutter blinds. You know, it's always this lines. It's, yeah. it's stars and stripes. Stars everywhere. And stars, stars and stripes stars. everywhere. And John so, Hamm was good, didn't you think, all the way through? It's a reliable person. Oh, he's, he's, he's a safe pair of hands. He's got a big head. He's got a enormous <laughs> Is that something they go for? Do you I think they come in and they audition and say, "Very big, big head. head." He's got a, it's a bit like uh, not Val Kilmer. Val has got quite a big head. As well. It's all it's all the large heads. <laughs> if you come here for really erudite film analysis, that, then we'll get there. We yeah, will get. We would... So essentially, without going into the finer details of the plot, because it's a pretty paper thin plot, um, <laughs> really? he's brought out of retirement. Essentially, he's brought in to train a bunch of uh, pilots to go on a mission to take out an installation, a nuclear installation, in an unnamed. I'm, I'm sorry, I thought in the weekly rushes it was Iran. An unnamed rogue nation's facility. I thought they did. I thought they did. Oh, okay. And so he's got to train them. There's a little bit of beef in the team because, of course, there's the son. Marsteller plays there the son. There has to be beef in the team. Yeah, Marsteller plays the son of one of the, I don't know the name of him, but one of the previous sort of buddies of Tom Cruise who died in the original yeah. film. So there's that idea that was Tom responsible? Could he have done more? All that kind of stuff. Then you've got the kind of jocks in the group, and then you've got the, you know, you've got the strong women in there too. And only one. Only one. <laughs> um, but notice she makes the final team because she yes. more or less has to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so they all go on a mission, and it's and, and that's pretty much it. It is. Is it? I'm trying to think if I missed a big turn in the story. No, no. Because the final act is the mission. The mm. middle act is kind of him grappling with. What's he grappling with in himself? He's grappling with his 
Inability to take orders, I should think. Inability to take orders. His capacity to build a team. How to build sort of loyalty between them all. He's, his, his methodology is always a little bit suspect to well, the authorities. It, yeah, and, and they make reference several times to the fact that he's still only a captain. He sort of counters each time with the fact that he could easily have been an ab- admiral, stroke, 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 stroke an admiral, but... I think and I was thinking afterwards, why couldn't he be an admiral? Is it because he never obeys any order? Because he wanted to keep flying planes fast. Fast, and yeah, and then, then mean, you don't you have to go behind a desk, presumably. Yeah, 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 point. there's a lot of admin. And, he didn't and want don't to... forget that he didn't want to be a teacher. I am not a teacher. He's not a teacher. I'm not a teacher, so why are you employing this teacher? I'm not yet, a teacher. But he kind of is. Yeah, his he... first act is to just throw the manual in the bin, which I thought was a great act, but I expected it. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was a good line. I've got the manual, but so too have the enemy. And yeah. you're like, yeah, that's true. Uh, I was totally on his side from then, but, and so were all the men. <laughs> yeah, but I thought one of the... T- <laughs> it's an interesting film, because if there's a philosophy behind it, yeah. and there is a philosophy, it's a brilliant one that Miles Teller and Tom Cruise share, which is, don't think. <laughs> Just act. Just act, don't think. Which, which is pretty is, much what the Americans have been doing since around the, the world. War. <laughs> it's pretty much what American foreign policy to our Americans yes, sorry, sorry, have America. been doing around the world, which is... Said don't with think. love, in well, fact. Same, same with British it. foreign policy, yeah. don't think ask questions later um there's a love interest in there jennifer connelly um yeah and interestingly sorry to, i keep seeing you interrupt you but i've seen it twice by a complete sort of accident of our diaries and whatever was it an entirely different experience well each time? uh no i enjoyed it both times maybe more the second time but i felt in the second time that the jennifer jennifer connelly bits were completely stopping the action and made me a bit angry I couldn't get it at all. I wasn't on I didn't her understand side. It, but I, I thought it could have done it. I thought they were entirely superfluous. It, it, that's the word I'm looking for. Because there wasn't even any sauce in it. I mean, I've no. often, I've, since the age of six, I've thought, why the fuck are they putting these stupid love scenes in? Apart from in the go between, where I, I found it incredibly interesting. Um, but I just thought, why? Because it didn't, I didn't feel it added anything to Tom's character. I mean, I suppose they were trying to show that he'd grown up, he'd moved on, he was going to break hearts and all this kind of stuff. And also, we have to see through her eyes that he is feeling all these deep thoughts. Yeah. Which we do, because, yeah. you know, occasionally. Yeah. But um, don't is you think? He, yeah, yeah, I and mean, what deep thoughts is he feeling? Well, I mean, when they're all at the piano and he's outside and they don't yet know that he's their teacher and he's sort of looking very... It's about clashing. belonging and not belonging, isn't it? He's outside yeah. the system and he, in the system. Yeah, and also he has done a thing with the Miles Teller father, father. thing that we, do, that we don't even know yet what he's done. I mean, some people might know. Yeah, well, from the first... Well, it's I like, I he's got survivor's guilt. He's got survivor's... Thank you. He's got you. survivor's guilt. And I think, you know, within all of that, there's... Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, there's layers of that. This isn't a... You know, this is not meant to be an intellectual kind of thematic no. film, massively. But those are some of the themes in there. Um, the aeronautics, the footage, the air footage, there's a lot of flying in this. Mm. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, but I, I found it quite stimulating. I thought that's the bit that surprises me the most. Yeah. There's an awful lot. I mean, there's at least three quarters of the film is that, isn't yeah, it, would you yeah, say? Yeah. And I felt I, I thought that was absolutely riveting, to be honest. Yeah, and I thought they did a really good job because the problem with that kind of footage locked in the cockpit with obviously, you know, quite rapidly grabbed shots of them outside, there'll be yeah. visual effects as well as probably, you know, and obviously real flybys. And, yeah. you know, obviously I'm always fascinated with how do they shoot this stuff. But what I thought they did, which was quite clever, and so they should have done, I mean, really, was that they managed to make each... So the three cha- the three sort of acts of the film, there was a different flavour to the aeronautical footage in each act. Yeah. So, you know, the final mission had a very different feel to it, yeah. the dogfights and all yeah. that, yeah. to the middle section where he's trying to prove that they can get there and it's the yeah. failure and it's the near death of some of his colleagues yeah. and the yeah. passing out and all yeah. that. And then, converse, you know, contrary to that, you had the first scene where he's flying like a supersonic jet yeah. and that's a bit almost sci-fi, wasn't it? it was yeah. A bit UFO-y, and that? also there was something sci-fi-ish, I thought, about the final scene where those planes are going like that because that kept me absolutely hooked yeah. because even me, who was not interested at all in the aeronautics in one sense 
when you're being shown um, whatever they were called, whatever their name that they kept being called on the radio was, you could see them coming to the behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the radar. You've got skin in the game, it seems. Mm. You absolutely know who they yeah. are and you want you want them to go faster and small. Sh- sh- not, not faster. What am I saying? Don't slower. <laughs> no, you don't want you them don't to want go to slower, do you? <laughs> Funny little details, technical details that reminds me that I, I am a boy deep, deep inside. Yeah, you are. Are those moments where the planes would tip up and almost fart their flares. Uh, okay. At a missile, obviously, to kind of so that the missile hits something other than them. Okay. They're like decoy kind of. Mm. I thought I, I quite liked all that. I thought all of the aeronautics were really good. I thought it, I, I thought it worked really well. I thought you made you made a really interesting point for me. I really liked the way you really felt you were in the cockpit as well. It wasn't just yeah. sort of close up faces, but they were pushing their hands against wind the thing and they were looking around themselves and all that. There was interactivity with inside the. Cockpit. And I thought that was important because although I've never flown a plane, obviously I've drove a lot, especially as a younger woman, and part of the sort of skill. You, you felt for those men was the fact that they were in such a constrained space yeah, like yeah. you are in a car having to look here look here look yeah. there i felt that was a very good touch yeah. so whoever gave them advice about yeah. that it was good uh, a lot of sort of on, on, an officer and a gentleman uh, sort of stuff i really liked the location i found it very 80s safe the location mm. of the bar i i really i was i thought it was cheesy but kind of nicely cheesy so stuff. when she was ringing the bell and he had to get an order and they all carried him there was something very sort of yeah man what's happened to the innocent days of of Buy everybody around Buy and then around and throw around. him out the door. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and land Damp on the floor. Because he's only Tom Cruise, he's only this big. Yeah, but he still landed like that. <laughs> he did not stop laughing for a minute. He was a smiling... Now, we can't not talk about the incredibly, I thought, emotional moment where he went to see Val Kilmer. Oh, Iceman, yeah. Iceman. And uh, he had to talk through a sort of computerised system. And, and obviously Val Kilmer uh, widely reported, you know, that he's been struggling with throat cancer. I believe he's in remission. Um, he's soon to he's soon to appear also in the series of Willow, which of course he was in the original film about. Oh, too. you loved Willow. Didn't uh, you? I loved Willow. Yeah, and um, and so I thought that delivered again in a cheesy fashion. I thought that was quite meaningful. It, apparently, it was an incredibly emotional shoot day for Tom and Val. I can imagine. I didn't know the story of Val Kilmer until Mark told me. So I, the first time I saw it, I didn't know that and wondered why it was all going on in, in yeah. his hands. And I did know it by the second thing, but yes, it was it was emotional as it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I tell you what, I thought, and I, I, I'd be fascinated to know what is the budget of this. Right, the oh. budget was 170 million. And what, what, how does that line up? Well, that lines of... up insofar as something like you know the superhero films are around 200 to 200, say the Avengers 200 to 250 million, where, where you're assuming that the vast majority of that is on the, the stars yeah. and um, and the CGI. There's obviously Tom Cruise in there; he'll be commanding a bumper paycheck. But the thing that struck me about this film, which in and of itself made it feel even more 80s-like, was that when you break down the constituent elements and locations, mm. there were very few. Yeah. There was a lot of talking heads. Yeah. There's all the aeronautical stuff. So let's just park the aeronautical stuff to the side for a minute. Then you've got lots of talking heads kind of in Jennifer Connolly's home, in an office. They're more sort of sitting on chairs, being taught yeah. stuff. And then you've got the bar. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's true. It's incredibly simple. And I think that added to it. But I, I was just curious. I was thinking, where, where have they spent all their money? I mean, I presume it just be very, must be very expensive to attach mini cams into the into the cockpits of yeah. of, of planes. What is amazing about it, the film as a whole, is that, and I thought this both times of seeing it, is that I'm totally sort of anti the forces and anti-war and anti-war yeah, people yeah. going to war. And totally, I thought, not interested in aeronautics at all. But I became fascinated a bit, as, as much as one can in a film yeah. like that, by the technicalities of things like the fact that it's a giant elastic band that sends these things on and off these aircraft carriers. The fact that everything is sort of seems posited or, or put mm. on, on a knife edge of nothing. And yet these men are going, throwing themselves around. And obviously, clearly, men have done that mm. and survived. 
This is remarkable. It is remarkable. Interestingly, there's a quote here from Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer, interestingly, the producer of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise too. He said that the actors had to learn how to run the cameras themselves because when they were up in the jets, they would have to direct the cameras themselves. Whoa, that's interesting. Uh, they needed to be taught about the lighting, cinematography and editing. Well, blow it, me as down. As it is the once-in-a-lifetime experience. I mean, that's quite fair. And I think the film really benefits from that I intimacy do. of I do. The, their heads in... I mean, it's, it's funny because as a boy, you know, in Star Wars, that's one of the kind of you know emblematic moments as the heads of the yeah. pilots and all that. Yeah. Uh, though, of course, they weren't flying X-Wings because they don't exist. Um, but, <laughs> but in this, I thought that added a real sort of... a real urgency and yeah. immediacy and yeah. authenticity to the footage. Yeah, I did too, I did. And interestingly, although you say, like you say, it's, it's parked within military, and although every image is, is kind of verging on patriotism, it wasn't overly... No, actually, as I've just done that, I thought there, wasn't, there weren't many... There weren't um, many salutes. There no. weren't many salutes. What about, what about its homoerotic undertones? Oh, massive. I, mean, I would like to see that in a, yeah. <laughs> a particular scene. All where... with no clothes on, to playing football on <laughs> the beach. playing football on the beach. With the most buff shot bodies you've ever seen in your life. The buffest bodies ever, with Tom sitting in a chair doing this. <laughs> Looking at them, I mean, this is very strange. I tell you what, all you gay guys out there, and I say this fondly because I'm a gay woman, so it didn't yeah. have, have the same thing, was go and see this film for the central sequence of all these amazing male bodies playing football. And they're all sort of chest-bumping each other, Oh, they're they? doing Pff, lots of stuff. They're bumping. beautiful, Tom, tanned. But I did notice Tom had pulled his pants really high. It's very interesting, old bless. I mean, I've developed such a fondness for Tom throughout oh, the he's story. Me it's, just, it's through sheer staying power. He won't it go is. away. It's See, it's like he won't stop smiling. No. And I feel somebody might punch him one day in his teeth. <laughs> and it would be me. But um, uh, As I say, it's done incredibly well at the box office. It's only been out for, what, three or four days. Um, there are enough sort of um, uh, climaxes and false climaxes in the sense of you think you've got what the film's going to tell you and then there's a bit of a mm. thing because he then has to go, he, he starts off as a teacher and then he has to actually mm. take his team. I mean, John Hamm's very cross with him and says, but you haven't taught them and so we're taking you off the case. And then he has to go and lead them. Mm. And of course, when you think about it, that always had to be coming because he has to show that he's the fastest man yeah. on earth and he can also save everybody. In fact, I'm surprised yeah. he doesn't go out in a plane and start pulling them all out of their things and they all go back in one. Yeah, plane, which is I mean, I, if if I had a criticism slightly, I I didn't feel massive jeopardy throughout it. Mark, no jeopardy at all. I mean, I leant over at one point and I said, I think he's going to die. I, I I mean, I know I thought I would have very much been tempted to kill him off, but of course Tom Cruise's agent would hate that. Yeah, and <laughs> also and also, or even kill his his friend who was his friend, but to his save friend's his son, father, his friend's son. Yeah, but uh, what they did with that was that that was the sort of what they call the first sort of semi climax was where you expected them to die if they were going to die at that mm. point. But in fact, they ejected. And then they... Tom Cruise, after fighting a war on his own, flying a plane on his own... Running through the snow. Landing in the middle of trees and probably breaking every limb on Earth, runs for about the next... Mm. I think it's written into his contract that he has to he smile has and to, he has to run. He has to smile and has to run. Preferably doing both. Found Miles Teller, they both reiterated the theme of the film, which is don't think, just do. Yeah. Which they What done. were you thinking, yeah, Tom? Yeah, yeah, why did you, you think? You told me you not, not to... Think. And the audience goes, that's true, that's true. <laughs> we believe this rubbish. We believe this rubbish. <laughs> It's true, though, isn't it? We all did. Absolutely. I mean, I think there isn't an awful lot of thinking in this film, but it's absolutely what it says on the tin. It is. I mean, it's it absolutely what it says on the tin. It's a legacy, 80s legacy sequel that is 
not just in its subject matter, but almost, almost in its in in the in the simplicity of how it's executed. Yeah. Very eighties in, yeah, in itself. It so if you fancy an ice trail, I mean, I, I mean, I kind of I, I'll kind of sum up. I mean, I, I I just thought it kind of delivered on that. It's not complicated. It's it's crowd pleasing. If someone like me is who isn't drawn to that kind of aeronautical stuff found that kind of stimulating, I think you might be in for quite an entertaining yeah, entertaining ride. Yeah, or me, ride. Who didn't think I could even read it on the no. screen, but they're it very... benefited from us sitting right at the front of the cinema as well. Yeah, yeah, but they also made it sort of idiot proof in a sense. I mean, even I could see what was yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it would be great to see an IMAX. I mean, it, it really oh, is. Yeah. The camera work is amazing. Yeah. So, you know, it's not it's not my kind of film. No. But in, if I was to give it a score in its own terms, I'd say give it I'd give it 85 out of 100 as a blockbuster, as a, a piece of cinematic experience. Uh, I'm pleased you went first because I kept thinking I'm in difficulties here because I, it, within its genre, mm. I would give it a very, very high mark because I think it ticked every box. Mm. But it's not it's not a genre not, that I, no, I like or that films. I would go. But in fact, you're right. I mean, I would I'd give, give it, it six if it wasn't. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm trying um, to go with the flow. No, guys. no, no. I agree. And in fact, I would go more or less the same. Eighty between eighty to ninety, so eighty-five. I'd go the same as you. Okay. I think with the proviso that it's not my type of film at all. No, no. Well, there you go, guys. Top Gun, Maverick. Top Gun, Tom Cruise. Yay! For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.